What's happening? Big Mel here. Who is Rugrat? Let's get right into it. Last week, the city of Memphis said goodbye to one of its own. Tyree Nichols was given a home going. It was, of course, Al Sharpton gave the eulogy for this home going service. But the most part, the most telling part of the whole service was hearing Tyree's mother speak. I'm not going to play it out of respect, but I will say, and I heard her speak, and it was the saddest part of the whole service, listening to this woman speak, hearing her grief, hearing her anguish, hearing her pain, hearing all of this. No mother should ever have to bury their child. And especially not for the reasons that Tyree Nichols died. When I saw what happened to Tyree Nichols and I saw the video, and again, I'm not going to play any parts of that again out of respect to Tyree and his family. I'm not, I don't want to give the devil any credit of any kind, but I, so out of respect, I'm not going to play any of that. But when I saw the video, the little parts I did see, I'm like, damn, here we go again. We're seeing it all over again. And it's like, when is this? And I hate to use this language, but I'm going to say it because this is how I feel right now. When is this shit going to end? Seriously. George Floyd, Rodney King, Terrence Crutcher, Eric Garner. uh, uh, um, The names and list goes on and on and on and on and on. When is it going to ever end? When is it? When are we going to ever get to the point where, you know, when are we going to have it to the point where black parents are not going to have to give their talk to their sons? And for those of y'all who don't know what the talk is, it's a talk that you tell your children that when they're out away from home to keep themselves basically on their P's and Q's. Because the thing is, if you're a black parent, if you're the parent, a black, a parent of a black child or the parent of an Hispanic child, there's an accountability that has to be put into them early in life. Because unfortunately, the world in which we live in is still a very cruel, calloused, and calculated world. It's a world that still treats people of color and especially men of color like property, like cattle, like animals. But the truth of the matter is I've known some animals that get treated better by and large than most black people do. And the thing is, they're still doing an investigation into what happened to Tyree Nichols' death. Yeah, the five officers involved that were there that were beating and, and, and tasing the guy have been fired. They've been stripped of their credentials. They've been charged with second-degree murder, as they should be. That's a right charge. But now we're knowing that there were other folks involved because let's just call it a spade a spade here. I can guarantee, and I don't have a whole lot of money, but I'm willing to bet every dollar I got that those five black men 
and I'm really being loose with this term. These five black men would not have done another black man as dirty as they did Tyree Nichols if there wasn't a white officer directing traffic. I think for the most part, and I'm not, I'm again, I'm being really loose with this. I think that a lot of us know how to treat one another because there's not too many of us. What Ice Cube said in 1988 still bears true today, almost 35 years to the fact. Black police showing out for the white cop, and that's exactly what you saw in that video. If you saw the video, it's viral all over the world. I think you better catch it before it comes down, because I think they're pulling it down because it's now evidence in the criminal trial. But Ice Cube said it best. Black police showing out for the white cop. And I guarantee you, like I said, I'm not a bad man, but I'm willing to bet everything that I have and, ha and coming in the future that those five men would not have done Tyree Nichols the way they did him if it was just them. If it was just them, I guarantee you, they probably would have done some dirt to him, but not to the degree they did it. They would not have done it the way they did it if it wasn't for a white guy directing traffic. And there is a sixth officer involved. The one that did the initial tasing has now been fired. Now, whether he gets charged or not is irrelevant. He should have been, he should have been fired along with the other five. Thank God for social media. Thank God for camp body cam footage. And if Memphis police want to do right by the family of Tyree Nichols and for the black community at large, we've already got his name. We already know what he looks like. They need to put him in the cell with the rest of them. Don't treat him with kid gloves and treat the other ones. Just throw them to the side. They're just uh, pawns in the game. No, that's not how that works. That's not the way my mama did it. My mama did it. If y'all acted a fool, y'all gonna get a butt whooping. That's how that works. It ain't gonna be just one of y'all. You no one. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get no more of a whooping than the other one because you did more. He did less. Y'all gonna get an equal whooping. That's how that works. We know who he is now. We know that he he was there. The camera footage showed that he was there. Lock him up. Simple as that. There's, I mean, they're talking about investigating. There's nothing to investigate. Video evidence is clear as day. Body cam footage clear as day. What's taking so long? Get this boy off the street before he decides to, sleep, to flee the city or the county. But I'm not here to talk about them. Okay? And I'm not here to talk about the fact that this is just another example of why we need to dismantle the or the law enforcement in its and when you talk about dismantling law enforcement, people get really, really scared. Like, oh my God, you're talking about taking the police off the streets. No, I'm not. Absolutely not. Cause I've already posted in, in other posts what kind of world it would be like if we did not have law and order, if we did not have law enforcement. If we did not have a law enforcement system in place, what kind of world we would be? And I, I don't even want to imagine 
I don't even want to put it in my head what kind of world it would be if we just took all the restraints off. If we took all the restraints off, let everybody just do whatever the hell they want to do, what kind of world do you think we would be in right now? Hmm? You couldn't even leave your house. It would be so chaotic. Just think about it. What you see in the movies is not even, it pales in comparison to what the reality would be. If the, and they had a movie where they said the law enforcement would be gone for 24 hours. I don't even want to picture them being gone 24 minutes, let alone 24 hours. Do you know what kind of environment it would be if, if, if they decide to say, okay, we're just going to let the police, there will be no police for 24 hours starting at such and such an hour. What do you think would happen in the 24 hours where there was no police? Do you what do you what kind of what do you think our streets are going to look like? How many car wrecks? How many murders? How many rapes? How many molestations? How many beatings? How many carjackings and whatever else is going to happen? If they knew that for 24 hours there would be no law enforcement out, you couldn't call 911 cuz nobody's going to answer it. Do you realize this whole world would be in total chaos in 24 hours? So I'm not talking about taking the police away. I'm talking about we need to know who these people are before we put them on the street. Just like you vet a worker before you put them in your place of employment. That's why you have background checks. That's why you have credit checks. That's why you have these things. That's why you call their former employers. Let they so they can tell you this is the kind of employee you got. You're going to get if you hire him. It's the same thing with police. It's the same thing. I'm not talking about 86 in law enforcement. I'm talking about putting the right kind of law enforcement in there. And another thing, a lot of people think, well, they black people, they they black cops, and, 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 and uh, they didn't know any better. The po and the white man was directing them. I don't care. They, they, they're right where they need to be. They're right where they need to be, in prison. That's where they need to be, and that's where they need to stay. I don't feel no sympathy for them. Not one ounce whatsoever. Because they didn't show no sympathy to this young man. They showed no sympathy to the fact that this man was not resisting arrest. The man was in custody already. What y'all, what they did was totally and completely freaking unnecessary. They did not have to go to those links. The man was already handcuffed. The man was already in custody. The man was already on the ground. All what they did was totally unnecessary. And I don't care about what the reasons was, because there's rumor going around that the victim was dating one of the, the girlfriends of one of the officers. That, that I don't care about none of that crap. What they did to that man was totally unnecessary and totally uncalled for. And I have no sympathy for their plights right now. They locked up. They can't get out. They can't get no... I don't care. I don't care. They're right there where they need to be. And the white guy that was directing traffic and the EMTs that didn't do anything to render aid to this guy, they need to be in jail along with them. Don't show no sympathy to any of them. Put all the asses in jail. Because that's where they deserve to be. That would be justice. That would be the right thing to do by Tyree Nichols and his family.
But I want to, the reason why I did this post is because I want to talk to my black and brown people who are considering a career in law enforcement. There's gonna a lot of y'all gonna be graduating in the next three to four months, next ninety days. Y'all gonna be graduating from high school. And I'm pretty sure you considered a career a career path of life of what you wish to do. Some of y'all may go are considering going to the military. That's an honorable thing, you know. I salute my brothers, our Marines, our Navy men, our Army men, our Coast Guard, our Air Force. I got family members that are proud military. I got a father who served in World War II. I got brothers that served. I got good friends that served. You know, some of you are considering a college career. That's another honorable thing to go to college. You know, some of you just going to go straight to the workforce, okay? That, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. You know, if you choose a college path, that's a great thing. If you choose to go straight to the workforce, that's a great thing. If you decide to start a business, that's even better. We need that, especially especially for minorities. We need uh, business owners, black and brown business owners, Asian business owners. We need that. But this is my caveat to y'all. If you are a, a, a junior in high school, if you're a senior in high school, hell, even if you're a freshman, and they got career days even for them. They got career days for freshmen because I went to one when I was a freshman in high school. And I want you to understand that there's going to be plenty of, of careers that are going to be thrown in your face. The armed forces are going to be there. College guys are going to be there. There's going to be people from all walks of life that are going to tell you why their career path is the best one. And I want you to understand if you are black or Hispanic or Asian and you choose a career in law enforcement, it doesn't matter whether that is a police officer, that is an EMT, a firefighter, any of those. Let me make clear, that is honorable work to do. We need people who are willing to uphold the laws of the land. It is a necessary thing. It is needed. Okay? And what you're choosing to do, if you choose that path, career path, it is an honorable path. It is a blessed path. It is a needed path. It is a respectable path. But I need you to understand and hear me very, very carefully, because I'm going to say it where everybody can understand it. So I'm going to slow it down a little bit so that you can understand what I'm about to say. Because this is a lesson that those five idiots in Memphis are going to have to learn the hard way. And it's going to be very hard. Here it is. If you are black, brown, or Asian, or a woman, and you choose the career path of law enforcement, please understand that the rules and the laws that govern what law enforcement people can do and cannot do, do not always necessarily apply to you. 
So you can go out there and you can act a damn fool if you want to. You you listen to your superior and tell them to do something that's off base. And you follow what they tell you to do. There's absolutely zero guarantee that the laws that are created to help you are going to help you when if anything goes down. And there's no guarantee that your superior officers and those who are um, over you are going to cover for you. Cuz when it's your job, there when it's your job, your freedom and all and your paycheck on the line, guess what? It's every man for themselves. Ain't nobody going to just take the fall for you. That's where you got to be smart. Because when it comes to following an order, a direct order from a supervisor, is what I'm going to do going to be beneficial to the person I'm dealing with or to the person who's giving the orders. If I hit this man, if I shoot this man, if I beat this man, if I stomp this man, if I harass or sexually intimidate this man, what are the repercussions to me going to be? That's the thought you need to think about in your head. Yeah, your supervisor gave you the order, but is your supervisor going to man a woman up if it goes down and the questions come up, are they going to man up a woman up and say, well, yeah, I'm the one that gave the order. Are they going to man up or they're going to pull back and let you drown? Think about it for a minute. Think about it. I guarantee you, if those men thought of the repercussions that they're having to deal with right now and the repercussions that are coming to them, Cause they're going to come. They're going to make an example of them boys. I promise you they're going to make an example of them. Once again, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Case in point, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Remember Philando Castile. Philando Castile was followed the orders of the police officer. The police officer told him to put his hands on his head. He did that. Police told him to go in his glove compartment, go get his uh, paperwork. He did that. Police officer still shot him. He followed orders. Why is he? Why isn't he alive? Because this officer already had in his mentality to kill a brother, and he got away with it because no jury charged him with any kind of crime. He's free now today. But there's a little girl out there that's fatherless because of him. Now let's go flip four or five years later, three years later, to another police shooting in Minneapolis. Woman did the same thing, followed the officer's laws and rules. She got shot and killed by the police. Officer involved in that went to jail, went to prison. What's the difference? Simple. In the former story, the victim was a black dude with a white Hispanic police officer. The other difference? In the other story, the victim was white. Policeman was uh, was an Ethiopian American. He got 15 years in prison for it, by the way. They appealed it, though. 
but I you they're appealing it. They appealed it right now. And he's out right now on while he's doing his appeal, and their chances are they're going to try to get it renewed. But the point of the matter is the rules of the thin blue line don't always apply to everybody that's wearing the uniform. So again, as I close this, if you are a black man, a black woman, a Hispanic man, a Hispanic woman, an Asian man, or an Asian woman, and you choose the path of law enforcement, please understand, it is a beautiful thing. It is a wonderful thing to do. It is necessary. It is needed. But understand, the rules that are in the place do not always apply to you. And if you think you can do the same thing because your supervisor can do it, you'll find you'll be in for a rude awakening, just like these officers are. Thin blue line don't protect you. But what I want to say as I close it out is simply this. This is among many examples of what I'm trying to, I've been saying all the time. You cannot, you cannot keep putting band-aids on a bullet wound. It's just, that's the problem with America, black folk, uh, citizens of color and law enforcement. We keep trying to put damn band-aids on a bullet wound. It don't work. You put a band-aid on a bullet wound, it's not going to heal it. You got first of all, you got to take the bullet out of the wound, then dress the wound, then you can put coverings on it. The problem is America wants to heal so damn bad of its past, but don't want to deal with its past. They want to cover it up. They want to patch it up. They want to doctor it up. They want to try to make it look anything than what it is. You can't do it until you face it and you deal with it, it's not going away. Not now, not ever. And the problem with law enforcement is the problem is that racism in law enforcement is too deeply ingrained in the culture. And if you don't if you could get rid of the bad actors, great. Get rid of them all. Every officer that's like that needs to be fired and terminated. Put them in jail. They need to be there. But until you dismantle the system, that created these bad apples in the first place. You you could take all the bad apples out, but until you take out the system that created them, we're gonna still have the same problem. It's not gonna go away. It's not gonna just heal itself on its own. You got to get dismantle the system, and until you're willing to do that, the problem's not gonna go away. That's why we need community policing. We need accountability, not from law enforcement, but from the people that serve, that they serve. That's why a community panel needs to be created in every community, especially communities of color. They need to know who these officers are. They need to know who their supervisors are. They need to know the supervisors above them. There needs to be accountability all the way down, from the chief of police all the way down to the lowest officer. There has to be that. That's the only way it's going to be fixed. And these five brothers are going to learn the are going to learn the hard way. 
And it's a hard lesson they're going to have to learn. The thin blue line does not cover you. And that's a hard lesson they got to learn. And I pray that they learn it soon. And hopefully they don't pass it on to other officers so that they don't make the same mistakes that they did. This could be a teachable moment if we if they took account if they truly took accountability. This would be a beautifully teachable moment with situations like Tyree Nichols and Tamir Rice and Trayvon Martin and Alton Sterling and um and others will never happen again. But it starts with individuals. Big Mel, who is Rugrat, follow me on Instagram and Twitter on my website. Check out my YouTube page. It's on now. We're going to keep it on. I'm out.